This is the Steve Zabin Show. You don't know what the hell you're doing! On the Team 980 and the Team980.com. What the hell is he doing? Here he is, the Zabe. Well, the NBA is going to ask its players, do you want to play again? It won't be necessarily the decision that they make based on a simple vote, but the mere news, according to Woj, that they are asking leads me to think that I was correct in my instincts, that if there was a league that was going to choose to just lie down and die, it would be the National Basketball Association. We'll see what the players say. We'll see what the league decides to do. But it's ominous if you wanted to see some NBA basketball this summer. My sense is not going to be a lot of enthusiasm for it, especially if you're asking everybody, because half the league is not in playoff contention. And I looked up the money you get for playing in the playoffs, Scott. It is a pittance compared to regular season salaries in the NBA. Good afternoon, everybody. I've got something going off here. Oh, God, i got a phone call here. Excuse me on that one. All right, there we go. I thought I had my phone. I did have my phone set to stun. Not set to stun enough. Breaking also this afternoon... Los Angeles County stay-at-home order with all certainty will be extended for the next three months, according to the L.A. County Public Health Director during a Board of Supervisors meeting today. (laughs) I'm laughing because you're committing suicide. You're crazy. The world has gone crazy. Hell, here in Northern Virginia... People thought they would start getting out from underneath this come Friday. Nope. The uh, the Beltway Bandit counties have all said, no, too quick. Let's stay locked down through the end of May. I don't know if we'll ever get out of it, that's for sure. I know that uh, once upon a time, I remember it very vividly, it was just two weeks to stop the spread, two weeks to flatten the curve, two weeks to keep our hospitals from being overwhelmed, and now we're cruising towards Memorial Day And it seems like nobody wants to get up and march. Oh, well, the people have spoken. Our elected representatives only have our best interests in mind. So you have to defer to them, right? They know what is the right thing to do. And if you are out of work or if you're missing key appointments with your doctors, your oncologists or screenings, ah, hey, come on now. They know that. They're they're aware of that. If you're a healthcare worker who's going to be unemployed, they're aware of it. they got a plan for it. Don't worry about it. It's going to be okay. And as far as sports leagues go, that's you know this is our stock and trade. This is the main product of our business, sports radio. We talk about the athletes and the players and the teams. I said it a month and a half ago. I'll say it again. Play. Don't play. I can't make you do what you're going to do. Uh, I'll keep doing this until the lights go out and then figure out what happens next. But It's just crazy to me. If I was the commissioner of a league, I would be saying, we are going to play this summer. We are important. We employ people. Uh, We are enjoyed by millions of people around the country. There's a way to do it safely, and we're going to go ahead, and we're going to find a way to play. The NBA asking its players, I'm not sure what that's going to accomplish. Maybe it'll be an overwhelming yes. If that's the case, then I guess good news. They'll find a way to do it. But what if it's an overwhelming no? And that the NBA has to then fight against both the logistics of it as well as navigate around local authorities like L.A. County that wants to be shut down all summer. 
and then they've got to fight their own players association. Well, it'll be quite a fight for them, to be sure, if they have to fight them all. Here's miniature Stephen A. Smith. This was funny. The Stephen A. Smith burn. You know, you know how they miniaturize certain guys? They make their heads real small. Yeah, the baby You know, they make filter. them look kid-like. There's a filter right. for it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, this is off the Woj tweet about the uh, text message to NBA players. Do you want to play again this season? Yes or no? Just as a general vague question, here was the Stephen A. Smith response. Hey, well, you're God, a miniature Stephen A. Smith cracks me up. Can we put that filter on live and do an entire show with that? Oh, that would be fantastic. Snap face. Dr. Fauci today uh, testifying from his quarantine to the Senate basically said um, they, he doesn't know if it's possible to create a vaccine. They're hoping. Doesn't know when it'll be ready. Doesn't know if it'll be safe. Knows we got to have one. In the meantime, he recommended against schools this fall if there is no vaccine or if students don't feel "quote unquote" safe. As somebody put it, in about thirty seconds, he recommended to about thirty percent of the universities in America, "Welcome to bankruptcy." That's going to be an interesting dynamic as well. A number of states have already said with their universities, "We're coming. We're going to be on campus this fall." Uh, a number of states are in a different mindset about all this than others. And a number of schools are going to take a long, hard look and say, can we afford a one-year drop of 50% and still survive, or is that going to be fatal? And they're going to make their decision off of that. It is only May the 12th today, but my goodness, Uh, with what is transpiring, it sure is remarkable. And then, of course, baseball is arguing over money which I understand. I understand the money arguments. I understand the players being wary of this sort of backdoor salary cap that could be coming in. Um, But, yeah, interesting times. May you live in interesting times. And here we are. So uh, today we're going to talk to Pat Forty, SI.com, on the Duke Zion thing. I need to get him to just explain it all to me. There is a legal war going on right now between I'm not even sure who. Zion's reps and somebody else about payments made Former, to Zion that might have been yes. known about or funneled through Duke University? There is somebody who used to be in an agreement with attempting to represent him, and then he bolted from that agency and then went to CAA, Creative Artists, and this one agency, A, let's just call him, she is pissed because, because. she had ideas and Puma plans and big deals so now there's suit from her he sued back then he was trying to say well my initial agreement with her agency and pat's probably gonna be way better than this than i am but my initial agreement with her agency shouldn't even be held up in carolina because of different things and she didn't she wasn't up front with me and and then now she's trying to take him to court with a whole episode of discovery with a whole lot of questions of so how long have you been beating your girlfriend which in essence amounts to who owned the house you lived in who may or may not have promised favors and jobs when you oh, were at oh, duke oh, oh, hold on a second hold on a yes, second sir. 
Who beat whose girl? Zion you know beat that, his girlfriend. You, no, no, no. You know that that question. It's an expression. Stern, okay. Well, I'm yes. just I'm just asking this because people will listen passively. Right. That's and that's why like, I said what? those types of questions. Yes. 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 Okay. Yes, yes. All right. Yes. Okay. So basically, this is a representation dispute that has gotten ugly to the point where it could peel back. What we've all waited for. We've waited for Duke to get nailed, for Duke to get absolutely pinned to the wall on cheating in college basketball like many have suspected they've been doing for a long time, but they are the chosen ones. They are the sainted Mike Krzyzewski and Duke University. I I think this story deserves some run. We'll have Pat Forty talk about it here uh, in just a bit. Bottom of the hour, I believe, is when we got him. Roger that, sir. 330, yes. Yep. Okay. All right. In Related good news. Wait, that was an awkward transition. Let me try that again. Maybe it's not. Good uh, news. Johnny Manziel nearly fell to his death off of a wait, rock what? formation. Wait, that's a terrible segue. I saw the. I didn't. Well, I, 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 no, I didn't say it was good news. I just stopped and made a hard transition. In other news, Johnny oh, Manziel fell off a rock. News. That was scary. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's I, scr- I meant to scratch that. Let me scratch. Got that. it. In a totally unrelated story. Johnny Manziel, like I saw the clickbait photo. Johnny Manziel, scary fall off of a rock formation. And it lo- it shows him like, yeah. Doesn't mention there was water. It doesn't mention that he was planning to jump off said rock formation anyway into the water. And it doesn't mention that as I watched it, he didn't really fall. He just did a very poor backflip. Oh, that's it? But he's okay. All right, I didn't but click he's okay. it. Now I won't. Sorry. No, click it. Click it to see it, baby. Nah. Click it to pick it. It's there. It's free. It's the internet. Come on. Jump on in. Okay. Text windows open. 330-99-ZABE is the number. UConn has a national football TV deal. I find that kind of hilarious. CC Sabathia is ripped. And Mike Tyson's been working out like a monster at 53 years old. And people are saying, wow. Looks like the old champ still has it. Yeah, against you and I while drunk in a street fight. Against a real boxer? I don't know. Could he theoretically make a comeback at 53? Are people actually talking about that? Oh, yes, and the state of Indiana has approved betting on the upcoming Tiger Phil versus Peyton Manning-Tom Brady match. And we'll talk to Rex Hoggard about that from the Golf Channel at 5 o'clock. We are up and running on a glorious spring Tuesday in mid-May here in the DMV. Now back to the Steve Saban Show on the Team 980 and 95.9 FM. Well, busy day for Quinton, too. Cal State University's leader, Tim White, says their 23 campus system will be largely virtual in the fall of 2020. Some exceptions will be made for hands-on courses But he cites analysis of forthcoming waves of COVID-19 infections that make in-person learning too dangerous. That would affect five campuses with football, Fresno State, San Diego State, San Jose State, as well as football championship series at Cal Poly and Sacramento State. Not exactly Alabama and Michigan, but they are schools that get scheduled by other Division I opponents. So, yeah. There you go. Oh, and there was uh, prison inmates who were caught trying to catch the Rona on purpose. 
so they could be released early. Security footage showed them passing around a cup of water and all drinking from it, as well as breathing into a shared mask. I'm just laughing because, like, you can't make these stories up. You say to yourself, what new weirdo thing you would have never, ever predicted is now actually really happening. All right. Did you see the story about somebody on YouTube found all 1 o'clock games from week two of 1988 and then clipped them together into a virtual NFL Red Zone 1988 style and it will air uh, this coming Sunday at 1 o'clock on YouTube? I saw Did the you link. See that? I have not oh, clicked. I saw, I saw your reaction as well. The concept itself is remarkable. I mean, you think about it, and you're like, okay, so who's going to announce the switches? Like, the one clip I saw was, or the one screenshot I saw, and I'm not sure there's even a sample clip just yet, but it was of a grid of games, almost like um, the Brady Bunch. Yeah, six box. Because it would be probably eight to ten games in the one o'clock window, I'm thinking. I hope that somebody narrated the switchovers. I mean, I would assume it would not be Andrew Siciliano, but somebody who's a decent broadcaster who could emulate what it would have felt like to say, all right, let's take you to Cincinnati where Boomer Esiason has the Bengals on the move right now and just go from place to place and game to game to game. Is the NFL going to try to move in and quash this, perhaps? NFL footage does exist on YouTube, sometimes in its full game entirety. But yeah, according to the piece on Barstool, Zabe, I floated this idea basically on who's going to be the halftime guy. Uh, the, the, the nugget reads as follows. If Red Zone existed in 88 and you turned on your TV to that channel, September 11th, 1988, this is what you would have seen. It's going to work just like the actual Red Zone. There will be a mini pregame show. There will be a tracker. Uh, with scores and stats, I made some very basic graphic packages, including bugs that you can actually see the score since no game in 88 showed it all the time. If the That's two right. teams that are in the red zone, blah, 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 halftime show, post-game show, including a segment that shows every touchdown scored and there will be no ads, it's three and a half hours of September 11th, 1988 free football. Here's your answer. I floated this idea in one of the free talk threads months ago, and while the response was incredible, there was one Redditor in particular who wanted to help out and be the Hanson Siciliano for this. He sent me some audio, and I was impressed. Uh, it, the guy's name, Fenshield, I'm not sure, is going to be the host, and he'll be the one breaking down the highlights and saying when we're switching from one game to the next. It's going to go live at 12.45 p.m. YouTube premiere so that everybody's watching the same thing at the same time. It'll be done in such a way where the 1 o'clock's kick off, and they'll be all done by 4.30, yada, 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 yada. All right. All right, all right, all right. If you're free and around, you know, and you want to watch a little NASCAR and maybe flip over, you got an online television, hell, put it on. It may be, at the very least, it may be fun, kids. It may be fun. Yeah. 407, Zabe, I thought about feeling bad for those living in these areas with Looney Tune politicians, but then I said, nah, you chose to live there, and you voted them in. That's why I live in Florida. 
Well, good to hear from Florida. How you doing down there? Uh, let's see. Uh, text windows open, 330-99, Zabe. Uh, Brian Adams has had to uh, apologize for a uh, little yeah, video that was rant. Interesting. I didn't, didn't watch the original, but he pretty much went off on a lot of things, wet markets and uh, concerts that got canceled and yada, yada, yada. Yeah, you know he was, he was supposed to be apologize. at Royal Albert Hall or something like that uh, across the pond, and mm-hmm. he was his account. Uh, you know, I don't know what he said in apology, but his account was not happy that this had all gone down. Yeah, well, people are going to accuse people of being racist. I don't know if it was or not. I didn't listen to the whole thing, but it doesn't matter. The internet speaks. the The internet mob speaks, and justice is swift and unrelenting. MLS proposing all 26 teams come to Orlando to resume their season this summer. This from Stephen Goff in yesterday's Washington Post with no indications of when it could resume the season in home markets. MLS has proposed placing all 26 teams in the Orlando area this summer and playing competitive matches without spectators at the Disney Sports Complex and possibly other locations. Players, coaches, and support staff numbering more than 1,000 would live under quarantine at one of the large resorts near Walt Disney World for an undetermined length of time, uh, according to those who spoke on condition of anonymity. Okay. I guess if it saves your season, MLS, one of the sports that does not have the big blanket of a guaranteed television deal to help fund the league. Yesterday, the AHL shut down. Was it yesterday? Yeah. yeah, yesterday morning. Yesterday, the, the minor leagues and hockey. Said, done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And again, in part because they just they don't have the money backing them up via television. So in that regard, it's kind of like a no-brainer. All right. Uh, let's take a break here. Update coming from Scott. Bottom of the hour on the other side. Pat Forty of SI.com will join us to talk about this Zion Williamson agency battle royale that has spilled into court, that has documents that seem to show he was paid by Duke, but so far, nothing seems to be reaching the pant legs of one Mike Krasuski, head coach of the Blue Devils, and it may never reach that level. We'll have Pat Forty help us sort it out next. Scott has your update here in the world of sports. Don't forget, you can listen to the show a variety of ways, as well as on 95.9 FM here in D.C., and of course, listen to us in Richmond now on ESPN Richmond. We're back after Scott's update with Pat Forty talking about the Zion Williamson potential scandal at Duke. The DMV Sports Desk on the Team 980 and 95.9 FM. The Sierra Radio 1 celebrates 40 years of informing, inspiring, and entertaining the community. The DC Lottery and the Team 980, 95.9 FM give you a chance. The team and up to give you a chance to win the exclusive 40th anniversary Radio 1 Scratcher. With over $800,000 in cash and prizes. Keep it right here for your chance to win. Scott Lynn with the latest baseball proposal approved by the owners Monday, but an attempt at a salary cap and the safety concerns are big, big, big deals for the players' side. Player Association's Tony Clark says the Athletic that the league is trying to take advantage of a global health crisis to get what they've failed to achieve in the past and to anonymously negotiate through the media for the last several days suggests that they know how this will be received. Agent Scott Forrest tells SI the players I represent are unified and that they reached an agreement and sacrificed anywhere from 30 to 40 percent of their salaries so that the games could amicably continue. The owners represented that 
during that negotiation. They could go on without fans in the ballpark. So based on that, we reached an agreement, and there will not be a renegotiation of said agreement. Nats have a ticket policy for the COVID crisis, 100% credit if you'd like for the amount you spent on tickets and parking passes for the 2020 season for any games you're unable to attend during the pandemic. You'll also get, should you choose, a free 50% bonus credit. You can decide on how to spend that during the 21 and 20 seasons. You can get more tickets, upgrade your seats, or convert your bonus for more food or refreshments or merch. You can also use that bonus credit to donate tickets to first responders and frontline workers, youth from local communities, and military service members or their families. Also, if you are a season plan holder or group ticket buyer and you just want a refund, reach out to your account rep as far as your tickets go. As of now, no changes to the following concerts. Middle of July, Guns N' Roses hits Nats Park. Third week in August, the Hella Mega Tour with Fall Out Boy, Green Day, and Weezer. Not soon after that, it's the stadium tour with Motley Crue and Def Leppard. According to Woj on ESPN, Player Association regional reps reaching out today with a yes or no question. Answers confidential. Do you want to try and play again this season? Others framing it this way. Do you want this season to start again? Terps gain a grad transfer. He's instantly eligible. It's Galen Smith, Alabama forward. NHLPA return to play committee with this week's scheduled meeting. It's been moved up to this afternoon. Athletic notes they're not expecting major news, but one never knows. Justin Gaethje and Habib, according to Dana White, as he was talking to ESPN 1000 in Chicago, will take place on Fight Island this summer, unless the world gets back to normal sooner than we think. This report, a service of Godiva. Godiva has donated chocolate, coffee, and other treats to hospital workers, doctors, nurses, caregivers. Godiva has also partnered with Tenet Healthcare Corporation and HCA Healthcare to donate over 600,000 pieces of chocolate to both hospital networks across the country. Sweet. DMV weather. 61, partly cloudy, breezy, and silver spring. More sun expected shortly. Clear for 40s tonight, mid-60s, sunny for your Wednesday. Kevin Sheehan, 6 to 9 a.m., Doc and Galdi until noon. B. Mitch at noon. Zabe takes you home. 3 to 7, Monday through Friday on the Team 980, 95.9 FM, and the Team 980 app. More of the Zabe Show on this Tuesday as we continue live from the 95.9 FM Team 980 studios. Steve, back to you. All right, thank you very much, Scott. Joining us now from Sports Illustrated covers college athletics and is a great columnist, Pat Forty, to talk about this Zion Duke thing. You can find him on Twitter at by by Pat Forty F O R D E. Pat, thank you for your time this afternoon. How are you doing? Uh, okay, Zay. You know, kind of like everybody else, making it. I think, I guess, for the moment. I know. Yep, chipping away day by day. Hey, get me up to speed on this Duke Zion thing. I keep scrolling past it in my timeline saying, okay, I'm going to read about this at some point, but noted, 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 and I'm not sure I got a full handle on it. Give me the elevator pitch on what the hell's going on here. Um, Yeah, basically, you know, this is a, a legal battle both ways between Zion and his former agent that he really pretty surprisingly signed with right after he finished playing at Duke, a woman named Gina Ford, Prime Sports Marketing. It was done work with Usain Bolt uh, and a few other people, but really hadn't been prominent in the college basketball or NBA space at all. Uh, And then he dropped her after five weeks and went with CAA, which is the kind of agency you would expect the biggest star in decades to sign with. Uh, And, he he cited as a, as a breach of contract. He cited the fact that she was not a licensed agent in North Carolina, 
And so that was against the Uniform Athletes Agent Act, which says, you know, you can't talk to NCAA athletes, sign them. Uh, and so she's fired back with her own suit, seeking $100 million in damages. And part of what she is saying is, well, you were never a real student athlete anyway because you were on the take from everybody, and I'm going to oh, prove boy. it. And so, she's, oh, yeah, she's gone to battle with Zion here with these very provocative court filings. And you know, I don't know how much of this is just major saber-rattling to try to force a settlement and how much she actually has the goods and intends to push this to the point of – of publicizing the goods. Okay, so there we are. That's a, that's a good, uh, quick summary of it all. Let me start with this. First of all, CAA is the Creative Artists Agency, and I believe they're based out of L.A., and they represent a wide range of actors, celebrities, athletes. They're one of the big gold-plated agencies out there, right? Yeah, absolutely. One, absolutely one of the biggest. Okay. Uh, what is the most important part of an NBA, of an NBA agent's sort of thrust because NBA contracts have kind of been homogenized to a certain extent. It's not like the NFL. Yeah, they sure have. And so really, you know, it's more shoe company uh, and then other endorsements that, uh, that that an agent's going to be involved in. Because as you said, they, you know, the contracts are going to be what they are, uh, especially for, for a rookie contract and, and the first contract going forward. So, yeah, they, they, you know, the, the thought there is that, that you'd be looking more seriously at an agent for those sort of things. And she did have ties to Puma, uh, which has Usain Bolt, uh, you know, a sure. absolute mega international star. And Zion wore Pumas when he first started in the summer league uh, coming out of college. And then he obviously signed with the humongous deal with Nike and has been with Nike ever since. I'm like, Puma does basketball? Is anyone else rocking Pumas, Pat, right now? Uh, DeAndre Ayton signed with Puma. That was that was one of the great switcheroo plays. Like, talk about playing the system to perfection because Ayton and his family were at least allegedly on the take from every shoe company going, from Adidas, from Nike, and from right. Under Armour, and then he signed with Puma. It was beautiful. That's, a, that's something else right there. Um, what is the most explosive part? of her allegations, knowing that these are just allegations, they're not proven yet, but what is the most explosive part she's at least hinted at so far? Yeah, she, you know, she's saying she wants to know what they asked for specifically from people associated with Duke, from people associated with Nike, from people associated with Adidas, and from at least one other unnamed agent. And really, when you get into the nitty-gritty of it, most of her questions she's asking are about where the Williamson family lived when he was at Duke. Uh, they moved to Durham, and the question is, where did they live? Did they pay rent? Who paid? did they pay the rent to? Uh, those sort of questions. That has long been a percolating topic. Uh, it certainly was when Zion played his one year at Duke, was his residence or his family's residence, and I know the NCAA vetted the residents. Whatever they came up with did not result in any kind of a finding of an allegation. So the answers must have been good enough. But uh, there was a lot of a lot of chatter and a lot of speculation about them living in an extremely nice house in Durham. My Pat Forty is where you find Mr. Forty of SI. He's nice enough to join us here on the Zabe Show on a Tuesday. Team nine eighty, Team nine eighty app ninety five nine FM. Pat, because this is lawsuit material, is the NCAA at least listening to this, or are their communication channels closed? 
Oh, I'm sure they're listening. No doubt about it. They, you know, they'll be watching to see, I, I would imagine, what uh, what Gina Ford's attorneys are able to force out of Zion and his people, but they may not be able to force anything. We'll see. I mean, really, what these are, they, these are requests for admission from Zion. It's an interrogatory is what it's called. I don't want to get too much into legalese. But basically, they want him to admit what he got and who he got it from. And all he basically has to say is, I didn't get anything. I deny it all. Now, as, as the attorneys pointed out to me yesterday, they want him to say that uh, under oath and under threat of perj- perjury, which does ratchet up the stakes, certainly. Uh, but, you know, will he submit to that? And if so, you know, can he just say, I got nothing and, and, and they don't have anything to pursue it beyond that? I don't know. And I, I too, saw the, the questions. They're listed in, you know, in many articles out there on social media. You know, I, I was a teenager and, and, you know, then got a little older. I never once looked at my parents' mortgage slash rental agreement. Could he just plead ignorance even if the stakes are ratcheted up under oath? Oh, he can plead ignorance, absolutely. But I think one of the tactics there that they are using is that his parents basically were his his representatives uh, at the time that he was at Duke, when he signed with Duke, and when he was at Duke, and when he signed with uh, with Gina Ford. And so, if it's if Zion says, "Gee, I don't know what my mom and dad were doing," I'll say, "Well, your mom and dad were speaking for you and making agreements for you, so we want to know what they were doing." So, while uh, it may he may legitimately be able to say that, I, I'm not sure they could legitimately be able to deny anything. You know, Pat, for years people have been saying, when are they going to finally nail Duke? And they've suspected things about Duke, saying they can't be as clean as some people think they are. Is this one that might actually stick? I have my doubts just because I, 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 if they've got the goods, fine. But I suspect that this is mostly a, well, we know what Michael Avenatti alleged. And we know what right. was said in court between uh, Adidas rep and Curtis Townsend on a wiretap transcript. So, yeah, we think we're pretty darn sure you got paid, but we don't necessarily have the proof. And if they don't have it, then then no, I don't think that uh, I don't think Duke gets nailed here. I mean, we'll see how it plays out. We'll see if they do when they have to lay cards on the table, have some cards to play. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, look, there's <laughs> there was. A lot of smoke around Zion. There was a lot of smoke around Marvin Bagley. There was smoke around Wendell Carter. There was smoke around mm-hmm. Chris Duhon's family moving to Durham. Mm-hmm. There was smoke around Carlos mm-hmm. Boozer's family moving from Alaska to Durham. So <laughs> uh, there's been a lot of smoke. There's just never been a fire in uh, Coach yeah. K's little gothic playland there. We'll see if one ever materializes. And then Kansas seems to be digging in pretty good as well on their inquiry. I, I'm, I'm imagining a lot of people just think the blue, bud, blue bloods are essentially untouchable these days. Yeah, Kansas, that's not smoke. That is that is an absolute five-alarm blaze. Uh, and Kansas is in big trouble. Uh, this will be really interesting because, yes, if I, I mean, I would love to go back and find the 10,000 tweets I've gotten in the last two and a half years Nothing will come of this. They'll never touch a blue blood. Kansas, I think, is going to get touched pretty hard. They're going to get smacked if, unless they pull off a heck of a legal defense in a uh, hearing setting. But they're facing five level one charges. They're facing aggravating circumstances, charges directly at Bill Self, charges of lack of institutional control. 
you roll them all together. If it, they get, if the, there are aggravating circumstances and this all sticks to them, you're looking at two to four years out of the postseason. Uh, will it come? Whoa. Out? Maybe so. Whoa. Whoa. I thought that they didn't issue postseason bans anymore. Oh, no, they, they definitely still do. Uh, okay. Absolutely. That Who was is, the last program to get one? Big uh, program, Louisville, Louisville got one. Yeah, Louisville got it. Was it right? two years ago, three years ago, I think? And, and, and um, speaking of Louisville, my last, my last quarter for the Pat Forty jukebox is just a quick shot on the Louisville letter, and Patino has mentioned who is now at Iona. So give me your thoughts on that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Rick was lucky because he only got charged with a level two violation instead of a level one. So I think, well, he could absolutely get penalized, and I think he will. I don't think it's going to be more than a half-season suspension at Iona. And if you're Iona and you got Rick Pitino, you're like, yeah, we'll take a half-season. We'll roll with that. No problem. So uh, I think I think Rick got pretty lucky, and I think Iona, by, by uh, uh, extension, got pretty lucky. All right, very good. Pat, we always appreciate your time. Love reading your stuff at SISI.com as well. And uh, we'll talk down the road. Okay, sounds good, Zabe. Thank you. At Pat Forty on Twitter, Pat F-O-R-D-E. Wetzel, uh, who else is in that Pete Thamel. sort of cluster of guys? Yeah, Thamel. Really good sports writers. Enjoy very. talking to them. Yep, by Pat Forty, I think it's on Twitter. B-Y, Pat Forty. You just okay, said Pat by Pat yeah. Forty. By P A T Forty. Is it possible the big boys have just figured out how to perfectly launder payments to players, and then they can sit there like Pedro Martinez and go, "What? So what? What are you going to say?" So we put up Zion, his family lived here at Duke. It has to be infuriating for other schools in the conferences that are not the sainted ones. I mean. North Carolina survived an absolute five-alarm scandal about grade-fixing and class-doctoring and basically didn't get clipped at all for it. Duke has been suspected for some time. Nobody's laid a glove on them. The Kansas thing, you know, 40 sounds like they're in real trouble, but I read DeCourcy, and DeCourcy is like, I told you, Kansas is not going down easy on this one. And then I look out at Arizona. And uh, and Miller, not Archie Miller, but his brother, Sean, scanning Sean, um, and they are basically unscathed and moving on, motoring on, as we say. Okay. And then you guys brought it up, Zave, the whole Avenatti thing, where oh Nike did this, and now he's gone away for four plus decades. Whoever no, no. wants to go, Avenatti's yeah, away for four decades. I think he was looking at. They 40, just let him out. Years. I think. I. Th- Michael, I, Ab- I, was... I think he got out because of the Rona. Oh, Here, right, go ahead. Apologies. Keep talking. Yeah, no, no, no. Anyway, go so ahead. he he did what he did with Nike, and people are going to go look at that and go, yeah, the whole Nike Duke tie-in. Avenatti was wrong, despite as Pat mentioned, there was stuff on tape from one of the Adidas guys talking about Williamson's stepfather, and you could just put it together and go, I think there's a there there. I'm no I'm no SVU guy. But my ears are not deceiving me, are they? Don't know. And then I love how the Iona trade-off, by the way, is also great. Oh, uh, Rick Pitino? Sure, we'd like to hire him. Oh, there is something attached. Oh, oh, just a half season, but we still get him. Great, great. And all he ever great. wanted to do was coach again here, anyway. 
Michael Avenatti released from jail over coronavirus fears. However, he is required to surrender and return to the jail at the end of 90 days. Uh, And he has also uh, been told he cannot use the Internet and will have to wear a monitoring bracelet. Doesn't say in the story, Avenatti was convicted of attempting to extort $20 million from Nike. He's been charged with two separate incidents in two separate indictments with embezzling three hundred grand from Stormy Daniels, who alleged an affair with Donald Trump, and also with tax fraud and stealing several million dollars from other clients. He has pleaded not guilty to those charges. Avenatti is due to be sentenced on the extortion charges in June. His lawyers have asked the judge for a new trial. Of course they have. So you said he got 40 years? He faces potentially more than 40 years. I saw 42. So, yeah, that's what he's still looking at. Yes, sir. Fair enough. Coming up at uh, 4 o'clock, I want to take some calls on working from home. Interesting stat I saw about what regions of the country have the most so-called essential workers and an announcement from Jack Dorsey of Twitter who says Twitter employees can work from home forever in the wake of this. So I want to have an honest discussion about the pros and the cons of working from home at 5 o'clock, and then we'll do that, uh, or excuse me, at 4 o'clock, and then at uh, 5 o'clock tonight we'll talk to Rex Hoggard about the Tiger Phil match and what other odds and ends creep on in. Straight ahead, though, it's supposed to be a mask for a reason. Why are you cutting holes in it? You're ruining it, you dummies. That story next. Now back to the Steve Zabin Show on the Team 980 and 95.9 FM. All right, let's talk masks for a second. I'm not going to get into the efficacy or anything else therein, but if you're wearing a mask, it's supposed to be a mask, meaning it covers the entirety of your uh your breath holes, your nose and your mouth. <laughs> I think they're called your orify. Right. Um, it's amazing the mask tattling that is now going on. Members of the political media are tattling on each other about, mm, look at this photo here. He wasn't wearing his mask. And then people say, but I put it on later, or I took it off just for a second, or I did right. this, or I or did I'm that. tested every day. Right, right, right. And then, but yeah, but you, but you still could be positive. You did, you know, symptoms. Um, <laughs> and then I see workers as I'm out and about, frequenting essential businesses, and the people at these stores have different levels of mask discipline. Some have it, and it's almost around their chin. And they're just like, I've had enough of this. Some mm-hmm. have it over their mouth, but not over their nose. Not once ever would I think of chastising them for not wearing their mask correctly. But if you want to do that, I guess that's up to you. I would recommend against it, though, just to keep our society as it's hanging on by a thread from completely flying apart. But if you're going to design a mask that has a hole in it for a reason, you're doing it wrong. There are now masks, Scott, that come with a straw hole designed for sipping on your Starbucks iced coffee mm-hmm. or cocktails oh, yeah, this yeah. summer. Yep. Mm-hmm. Ellen 
McComber designed a unique face mask featuring a small straw slot for sipping cocktails that could have only originated in a city famed for its nightclub. We're all in New Orleans, and here in New Orleans we like to drink, says Ms. McComber, who began sewing masks to join the fight against COVID-19, as many others have done lately, and to keep her business afloat as retail shopping sales slumped. Besides masks, her online shop also features a wide selection of ornate accessories, such as handbags, caftans, and capes. What on earth is a caftan? C-A-F-T-A-N-S. I have no idea. Uh, It was a friend who gave her the idea for the drinking modification, Ah. according to Fast Company. In one week, she and her assistant produced 40 masks, each of which which takes about an hour to complete. It's a lot of labor for a mask, an hour. She and her assistant in one week produced 40 masks, each of which takes... Oh, yeah, I said that. They use cotton combined with other embellished fabrics from her stockpile of colorful and bedazzled scraps, and they cost $30 a piece. If that isn't the best, biggest boss hogian T-shirt scam I've ever heard. They're going to sell these shirts for $3, Ooh. and they're only going to cost us 35 and a half cents Ooh, each. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Do we make a bundle? Ooh, we're going to make a bundle. <laughs> What's my cut? Huh? What's my yeah. Well, you can have one of these shirts all for your own. Ooh, yes. Size small. Size small. <laughs> Within an a half an hour of the launch, the whole lot of 40 had sold out, which means there's 40 complete suckers who also don't get the concept of a mask in America that just wanted one. She said, we were thinking of doing a lip applique where it would flap open and close, but then you'd have to touch your face. And I was like, well, that won't work because you have to touch your mask, which is not recommended. That's when I was like, Dude, why don't we just drill a little flap, an extra layer, you angle the straw to get in so the hole is never completely open, or at least that's what they think. She says, anything is better than nothing. If we're just going to be handling different errands, this is one option for one of the variety of errands you're needing to do. It's not even certain that masks that are not made with professional-grade materials offer really any meaningful protection. But, hey, if you like it, if it's stylish, if it allows you to sip your iced mocha latte through it, whatever. Go spend your 30 bucks and then go take a picture of yourself on Instagram or Twitter and show it to the world. I now regret the one ultra masked up picture I took and posted to Twitter. Remember when a couple weeks ago I went to the grocery store and uh Yes, and people attacked you, know, you for took not that picture eye coverage. With with gloves. Right, exactly. It was with right. gloves and the full respirator. I, I didn't do it to show off or virtue signal. I was just making fun of myself. Like, look, here's how I am. Shame. A crazy stat I saw and it was from an official press release from I guess the union that represents um grocery store workers and other similar types they apparently have 1.3 million members worldwide or not worldwide but in the u.s 1.3 million mm-hmm. they reported that they had only reported 72 deaths that were covid related out of their entire union membership now there's a number more that 
got sick uh, with it, and obviously 72 uh, deaths is a tragedy for many, many people, but I, I found that number to be shockingly low considering that, you know, they're out there and any old dummy can walk on in with a straw hole mask or no mask right. at all or in whatever state of health they're in. I thought that was at least a somewhat encouraging number, if it's they, true. They started out uh, virtually unprotected. You know, a lot of the things have popped up in grocery stores in the last couple of weeks. Extra masks, masks for those in the markets, the glass partitions at the registers, the glass partitions at the manager's service stations. All those things are just recent. They weren't there from the get-go. So I'm right. I'm impressed by that number, but obviously still yeah. saddened by the loss. Sure. And you know what? Those, uh, those plexiglass partitions, they can stay. They make perfect sense. I sure. say keep them up, right? I'm why, good. why not? I'm no. good. Oh, and then there's this. Even in a pandemic, we still had a Mother's Day brawl at Red Lobster. Oh, because come on. who couldn't wait for the cheddar biscuits? Somehow it happened in York, Pennsylvania, where I didn't think that. Uh, well, maybe they were ta- doing takeout. That's what it was. It was takeout. It was not sit down. But still, there's pictures of <laughs> Mother's Day brawl <laughs> over them cheddar biscuits. All right, let's have an honest talk about working from home. The pros, the cons, things that could make it better, your feelings about it if you've been working for home from home these last 60 days. Let's have an honest talk here, and we'll see if we can get some phone calls rocking next hour. You're listening to the Steve Zabin Show on the Team 980.